Welcome to the When It Matters podcast, brought to you by Kirkwood Bank and Trust. This podcast provides in-depth interviews with business owners and banking experts about how to better your financial health and be prepared for the moments that matter. I'm Kara Mayer, Loan Officer for Kirkwood Bank and Trust. Today's guest is Jim Mellon, owner of Midway Lanes Bowling Alley in Mandan, North Dakota. Welcome to our podcast today, Jim. Thank you for joining us. Thank you, Kara. We'll see how it goes here. We'll make sure you talk good and straight and learn everything about my life. Right away, first, can you share a little about yourself, where you're from, your background, how you got started? Well, it's kind of a wild ride. I've been with bowling since I was 12 years old. I used to set pins. And then when mm-hmm. I became 15, I took on automatic machines down at the place in Pierce, South Dakota, learned the AMF, which is another name of a pen setting machine. And when we, they decided to build a 16-lane center down there, they sent me to school for the machines there and also for the management school. And uh, at 23 years old, I got a call from a guy who worked for the Corps Engineers on the Missouri Basin. And he had been living in Pierre for years. He came up to Bismarck to work up here, and he called me and said, the bowling alley's for sale up here. You ought to come look at it. I said, not interested, because I was already taking care of six little bowling centers with their mechanics, managing a 16-lane house, trying to raise a family and all that. Mm-hmm. And so we let it go. So after about the third call over three months, he said, you got to at least come up and look at it. This guy's in trouble. I said, what's the deal? He said, well, he built this bowling center for his daughter and her husband, and they got divorced, and he doesn't know how to run it. And so he says, we're looking for somebody to come up. And he said, I know your background. It's very good in the bowling business. So I I said, okay, I'll drive up. Well, when I pulled up to the lanes, there was a 24-lane bowling center, five years old, no payment in the parking lot, no paint on the building, filthy, dirty inside, selling bowling three games for a dollar, and it was a mess. (laughs) And my thought on the whole thing was, if I take this on and I fail, I'm going to start over. And that's the policy I took. As it turned out, I'm still here 55 years later. So you bought Midway Lanes, bought the business in 1966. How has it grown over the years? Well, it seemed like it took uh, intervals of 10 years. First, we had 24, and we've seen the, the expansion needs to go to 36. And finally, we decided we needed a game room, expanded, and we needed pizza mm-hmm. because pizza and beer and bowling go together. Mm-hmm. That's what we have did in 55 years, slow growth, slow growth, slow, mm-hmm. slow growth. But it's turned out to be a dynasty. Wow. You don't even realize you grow that much. You don't feel the immensity of that complex out there until you stand off in one corner and look at 80,000 square feet developed mm-hmm. and under one roof, clear span beam, beautiful facility. Put it up. In fact, uh, they just wrote a national article in our place in the National Bowling Magazine well, throughout the world about this little gem up in North Dakota that no one talks about. So, Jim, as a young business owner and entrepreneur, what is some advice that you could share with young entrepreneurs today? Uh, make sure you do your homework, and it's, it's just so easy to do a business plan. Get all your stuff together because you got to you got to do projections, you got to do evaluations, you got to do the market tests, and all that. And and they say, well, I don't know anything to do there, but there are professionals like Score, they're, they're retired mm-hmm. retirees that help these young people get started. So if you got a dream or that, go through the door, take a chance, and guess what? If you make it past 18 months, you got a good shot of making it. But if you don't make it and you have to go broke and all that, don't look at it as failure. Look at it as learning. Learning. Because you learn so much, the next time you do it, you won't make that same mistake. 
Sure. And I got three or four of them that went in, lost, and come back to make it. Yep. You've been banking with Kirkwood for over 40 years. What is the benefit with staying with a bank for so long and getting to know your banker and having that relationship? Well, this is an unusual bank. It's privately owned. It's a smaller bank, but it, they, they've grown so well in the last 40 years that they can handle all of my needs. I can still remember when Lana Monauer was here, and I needed to borrow some money to buy the Devil's Lake operation. And it was only like eight, nine $900,000. She said, our limits are small now because we're just starting up. And she said, we won't be able to help you with that size of loan. So I said, no problem. And, and so I left and I went with the more national, bigger banks like that. But... I became a number. They didn't know me. I didn't know who I was talking to and all that. And uh, I, But I kept the account open here at Kirkwood Bank, you know, I, even though I moved on them. But I kept the account open. And Jerry, the owner, Jerry Willard, he came out one day and he just walked in very brash. And him and I are like that. You know, he <laughs> says, I want your account back. I said, you never lost it. I said, I love your people, but you just couldn't get to me. He said, we can handle you now. And so basically we got together and we cut the deal and he took on all my loans. Kind of grew it's together. Been, it's been a beautiful marriage. Beautiful Perfect. marriage. So Jim, what are some moments in the life of Midway Lanes that have really mattered to where you are today? Well, unfortunately, we had some uh, financial problems back way back in the early 80s. And anyway, I was the president of the Bismarck, it wasn't Bismarck Mandan, it was the Mandan Chamber at that time before they emerged. So I'm walking around, I got these CPAs, and I got these lawyers, and I got these, these bankruptcy judges, and all not judges, but lawyers, all on my side, and they're trying to get me through this dilemma. And it was just a misunderstanding on summer operating note. So I went through walking around town as a chamber leader, as I've been foreclosed on. And a cute story about that, I still remember I hadn't been able to pay my utility bill. And... Uh, Frank Bonnison worked for MDU. He, he's a very good friend of my wife because she worked at MDU. He said, Jim, I don't know what to do. He says, you got to have this paid by Friday. He said, i got to shut it down. They told me to go turn the power off. So sure enough, she shows up on Friday. I haven't resolved it yet. So anyway, <laughs> it's kind of funny. He said, Jim, i got to do it. He said, I said, just doing your job. He said, I said, how much time have I got? He said, about 15 minutes. And there was no one in the building but me. Had the lights on and stuff. And so 15 minutes turned out it was done in five minutes. And if you ever heard a building die when you shut the, the power oh, off, wow. it's all the air conditioning and motors and all that just you go down to a stop. And all of a sudden you're standing in the dark. There's no noise. <laughs> and you say, wow, this is real. So I got a big card or uh, one of these, uh, what kind of these big papers, and I put a sign on the door, close Close, close temporary to due to electrical power outage. And I went home and I sat at home all by myself. I was in between marriages at that time. And I'm watching TV and Max Rosenberg, my, my lawyer, he said, what are you doing? I said, I'm home. He said, what are you home for? He, I said, well, they locked me up. They shut my power off. Oh, you can't have that. You got to get back out there. We don't want that on the street. I said, they want to play Montana Red Dog. We're playing it. Cards are on the table. It's going to be one winner here. I mean, I, I bowled my neck, and we resolved the deal, but then we turned our lights back on. So I was actually without power for about three hours. So you've had, you've oh, had the highs and oh, the lows and oh yeah. everything in between. Oh, yeah. So, Jim, is there anything else you'd like to add? Uh, follow your dream for young people. And uh, I did not get where I am without my employees. 
it's a, it's an employee-oriented place. I mean, we have managers and, and department heads have been with me 25 to 30 years. It, it's been a fantastic ride. Everybody said, look what Jim Allen. I, I always say, look at what my staff has did. Mm-hmm. Because I, I get all the credit, but they do all the work. But we also take care. We pay them good. We bonus them good. We do a lot. For every time I give a nice Christmas bonus, guess what? They pay me back ten times. Right. Yeah. And they're in service. And we how they not smile. I, right? Yeah, and they're, they're on the same level as I am. You know, they, they're not employees. They're equal. We're family out there. We've always been family out there. When we have our Christmas party, it's just a ball. All right. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, Jim, for joining us. Appreciate your time and all of your expertise, and, and uh, we really loved having you. And I'm actually going to retire, hopefully. That doesn't mean I'm leaving, but I will retire. Hopefully. <laughs> I can't do this anymore. <laughs> I want to take my wife on vacation. There you go. Well, thanks again for joining us. Thank you. Thanks for listening to this episode of the When It Matters podcast. Subscribe for new episodes and connect with us online at Kirkwood Bank and Trust on Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, and LinkedIn. And for more information or to speak with one of our financial experts, visit kirkwoodbank.com. Kirkwood Bank and Trust, member FDIC, equal housing lender.